Is audio live? Uh, audio's live. Yeah. yeah. Everything is live? Everything's live. Welcome back to Unhinged. This is episode two. Numero dos. And, um... Let's see what we have from the... For the notes, I guess we got some stuff we're going to talk about today, but... Uh, most importantly, um... Not that you guys care, um, but we did. We Some got, of you we, might. We got our trailer done. Yep. It took a little a little extra effort. One hour to record 30 <laughs> well, seconds. It wasn't really our fault, though. The app crashed. The internet kind of blows. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to get started. Um... This we're very high energy guys, as you can tell. Not if you can tell by the intro, the the intro video song, whatever you want to call it. We're, so we're quite the cahoots. So what do you want to start with? Well, maybe why we chose the name Unhinged. I'll let you take off. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did a little bit of brainstorming as as two young capable men do, right? Right. We did that. Um, it took about an hour, I think, to figure out a name. Most of them were very, um, for lack of better words, um, elementary. Um, but we kind of wanted to get something that enveloped both of our, our characters, I would say. Would you agree? Yeah. Excuse you. Um, and unhinged, I think, was the best word, best little slogan phrase we came up with. Because um, you can't determine everything that's going to happen in your life, or what? I mean, that's true, but I think it's just kind of like how we are. We're pretty off the wall. And do you remember the direct Webster's definition of unhinged? No. I think it had something to do with the brain and not being fully capable to comprehend stuff, or just kind of crazy. But okay, I think that's that fits us. All joking aside. Sorry about the aggressive writing there. I had to get our notes down off the cellular onto paper because um, it's hard to read small font. But anyways, that's besides the point. Let me take a sip of this lukewarm coffee that's been sitting here for an hour. <laughs> but unhinged, I think, along with that. Ooh, we're probably going to say some things that either stir the pot or <laughs> just make the doors fly off. To be completely honest, this is more of an excuse for Austin and I to get together at least once a week. Just That's more than anything. I don't really... To kind of shoot the sheets. <laughs> um, but um, no, I'm, I'm going to try the best I can to, to stop saying no. But <laughs> it's tough to, to get those ums and butts out of there. Yep. What is it? 21 days to create a new habit? I always said 30, but... I think it's more like 210. It's probably a third of a year. <sighs> So again, um, we're doing this for for us. We're doing this for. Uh, yeah, we're not doing it for you at all. No. For selfishly, it's for us. If my if my fifty fifty uh, podcast host partner would let me speak, go ahead. Not only is this for us, but this is for you guys too. Um, I just said that. Or you said that as well. Yeah, I did. Okay. Well. Again, there's been a little bit of stress in my life right now, and so the brain is having trouble recalling what was said and what was not said. Do you want to really jump ship here and get on topic? <laughs> yeah, um, anchors away. Um, 
I think we should start with a little recap of the week, how things went for us individually. Right. I'm gonna because let, I'm, I haven't. I'm gonna let you start with that because I'm, I'm, I'm having again. I'm having trouble recalling even what <laughs> happened this week for me. <laughs> um, Was that work? Kind of. Not really. No. I just want. I think we should start there because <clears throat> I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Yes. It'd be good to catch up. Yep. Um. And yeah, just let let our listeners know what kind of things we go through during the week. As for me, where are you at? Are you in college? You're in school? Yes, I am. Thank you for answering the question that wasn't even asked yet. I think we discussed that in the in the first episode. We did. We discussed it a little bit. So I'm a college student. I'm actually after this week, I made it a third of the way through the semester already, which is awesome. So things are going good. Classes are fine. But everything's been a little messed up because of, obviously, Corona and all that BS or whatever you believe it is. Um, but classes are weird. But the fires we've been having made it extra um, inconvenient for people. Last week, all the classes got canceled, so everything was just virtually online and a majority of this week. Um, so it's really hard to stay focused and stay on stay on task. But um, you know, you gotta stay motivated somehow and I think as men that's very important to do we have all these different distractions in our life um, being able to stay on task and stay focused on mm-hmm. on the goals you know and the end result I think is the most important part of who we are and you know our responsibility as a man so okay I mean this week was fine though it was good took care of business and it's already Saturday so the days are going slow but the weeks are going by fast it's definitely a weird time that that we're in right now with the this virus flu going around, um, and uh, a lot of people laid off work or switching jobs, um, and that's unfortunately the situation I'm in at, at the moment is switching jobs at this point. Um, but definitely time to find something that that I'm going to stick with, you know, no matter what. Uh, just because I got recently married and, and expecting a daughter here soon, and I couldn't be more excited. But it's it's definitely a tough time trying to apply to different places and, and get on. Um, uh, a lot of people aren't hiring now, but yeah, I mean, most of my week has been spent reading and applying for jobs, so it's really not that exciting. But Mm-hmm. I say we get into into some of our topics we have. What do you got for today? Well, so this unhinged podcast, right? So faith, family, freedom. Okay, freedom's not free. We all know that. Uh, but it Austin and I have been best friends since since high school and a little bit before that, and so we feel like we have enough experiences together in our life that we can. Um, we can kind of dis- discuss and help people our age um, with their own I think trials and mistakes. Correct stuff me if I'm wrong, wrong, but I think we've lived pretty blessed lives. We've been very fortunate in the sense that both of our parents are married still. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, they have provided a lot for us. Um, but it has, I mean, it hasn't been easy. We've never been handed anything. Right. We've had to work for everything. Right. Um, but they've done a good job of parenting us and show us what it's like to 
be good godly parents and I think that reflects greatly in I don't know how we approach life and um, the impact we have on other people's lives but uh, yeah what are you gonna what are you gonna start with well I was gonna start with I guess I one of us can do it first but we're gonna start with our testimony I guess and why I guess why we're Christian and why why we feel like there's a need to share mm-hmm. the story of Jesus Christ and but if you're ready or I'll I mean, let I you can, go I can, I can just I can go for it just a brief yeah. brief summary just a brief summary yeah besides yes you grew up in a Christian home so you're a Christian yeah but what's your story I think that's one of the things that I've actually struggled with hmm. is um. I think I've, I've actually questioned Christianity as a whole because of that. Like, why is this the only, the correct religion or whatever you want to call it? Mm-hmm. Why is this the only path? Or how did I get so lucky to grow up in such a great place with a great family and grow up in the church? You know, I've gone to church my whole life. Right. And uh, so I guess that's been a struggle too because that's all I've ever known. Mm-hmm. I had never had that radical... Um, life event that brought me to Jesus right or like forced me to want to learn more about what the creator or God your God whoever you think whatever you think it is right. um, has out there for you so I came to the Lord I think I was I was five years old mm-hmm. actually it was at a church family camp everybody would go away on a camping trip um, as a church church body and it was really fun tons of different activities and just being out in the woods is always a great time but you know it was one of those times around the fire at nighttime with <laughs> pastor gray who is still pastor today mm-hmm. he you know basically did an altar call and asked who wanted to give their their life to christ after um you know a short little sermon that he had about the gospel and whatnot right most some of you are whoever has gone to church knows that you know there's a time, usually at the end of every service, where they ask if, you know, you want to give your life to the Lord and um, accept all of His grace and everything that He has to offer you. Mm-hmm. It's freely given. Jesus died for us. We didn't have to ask Him to do that, but He did. He right. paid the ultimate price. And honestly, He overpaid because, um, you know, that sacrifice is, I feel like, way worth way more than anything I could ever hope to imagine or what I feel like I'm worth. But, yeah, so I I gave my life to the Lord at a really young age. and So your brain didn't quite work yet? It didn't quite work yet. Was I really understanding what I was doing? Possibly not. But I knew that it was real because at such a young age, something was stirred enough inside of me. Right. The Spirit to lead me to want to give my life over. And so I did. Yeah. Um, and I think that even though I was that young, I did have some comprehension or knowing of the decision that I was making. Because if I didn't, I was probably, you know, kids, they're probably over there picking their nose or whatever, right? doing something. But for some reason, I was paying attention. Yeah. And I heard him. Right. And I did. Okay. But growing up in the church my whole life, you know, things were, it kind of just got lackadaisical, I guess. It was kind of routine. Yeah. And go to church every Sunday help parents my dad was on the worship team mom was a yeah. children's pastor so let's let's stir sturdy in that direction yeah like your parents laying that foundation for you 
is that like, oh, I want to be like mom and dad, or I want to know... I think that's everyone who's grown up in the church. I think it's like, it's their right. parents' faith. Whether you're spiritual or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, and even if it, we're talking about politics, too, usually what your parents believe is what you grew up to believe, too. Right. But there has come there has to come a time eventually where you it's your own faith or it's your own political beliefs, which I've already gone past that. I have my own now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they definitely obviously laid a great foundation. I wouldn't want to have been brought up a different way. All right. But that obviously has challenges with it, because if that's all you've ever known, you haven't really seen the quote unquote real world. That everyone else lives in mm-hmm. uh, people want to call you sheltered or you live under a rock something like that because you're you haven't been exposed to all the the sinful stuff that they all have right um i mean i'm grateful for it you're a sinner too exactly i'm a sinner too we're all sinners yeah nobody's perfect um i think i'm the greatest sinner of all though <laughs> <laughs> selfishly okay well I'll, I'll share really quickly my testimony one sec um, one more thing i did have at church camp, a coming like a rededication of my life to Christ. Okay. So there was that when I was older. How old were you? It was in high school. Okay. Um, you know, and I feel like it's something I have to do every day, though. Right. You know, rededicate my life to the Lord every day. Yeah. But I've been baptized and stuff since, and uh, you know, life hasn't been easy. Of course, I think it gets harder. But that's the beauty of it. Hmm. It's, it's a good a, story. It's a battle. It's a good story. Though. It's a battle. It's a spiritual battle. So it's an it's a, an ongoing story. Yep. Always will be. <laughs> I'll share really quick my testimony. I've been kind of hopping around in my seat here, a little anxious to share. It's really not that exciting. And if you say we're not religious or do not believe in God, and you decided, hey, what's what's Christianity about? What 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 does it you know what does it mean? What does it entail? Is it just a bunch of rules? No. Um, it's pretty cut and dry, but there's a lot of times where it's not exciting <laughs> and it's harder than than maybe it was before when you because you're more aware of, of the decisions you're making. Um, but back to my testimony, I was in eighth grade. Uh, I have a very close friend of mine still to this day. We don't see each other as much as we should, but uh, Jackson Vetris and he was he was a good good friend of mine growing up and uh, I grew up in the Christian church going to Morningstar with my family uh, local church in town um, but I really didn't come to Christ until 8th grade summer when my friend and I kind of did it together we got baptized and and gave our lives to the Lord and, and decided that hey we don't, we want we want some some real help of in life that means more and, and, uh, you know, where we're aware of the decisions we're making and we ask for forgiveness and, and all that good stuff. So Was there like a defining moment or like a, a sermon or something that stuck out. Um, I think it was, it was honestly just a conversation, just like how between you, the two of you, how you and I are talking right now. We we're in eighth grade and we just, we just said, Hey, like, like, when we get to high school, like, what kind of examples do we want to set? Like, we're mm-hmm. we're not necessarily like the most like on topic or or like perfect students in school or whatever. But we wanted to like set an example by like 
the way we spoke or, you know, the things we did, Mm -hmm. like simple, simple acts, like somebody drops their book in a hallway, like go pick it up, you know, or like say sorry, say thank you. Like these are all the things that were taught to us when we were young in our own family, Austin included, that kind of lay the foundation for um, um, being Christ-like, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, eighth grade, we, Jackson and I both got baptized and, and, and that was it. And it hasn't been super easy. Um, I think, think it would be more challenging. I think if I had nobody to go to besides, you know, family, friends and, and people that, you know, are not, that's annoying. <laughs> Mute. Um. Anyways, where I was going with that, my brain's not really quite working right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean that that that's pretty much it. I just made a decision, and and uh, I'm a lot more aware of of the decisions I make than I mm-hmm. was when I was a little more carefree and reckless before. I guess saying yes, I want to be baptized and make a commitment in front of people that that uh, Christ died for us and yep. all that good stuff. So, so would you know. would you notice a stark difference? Because our story is obviously different. Right, everyone's is different, um, but the age and timeline is definitely different. So would mm. you notice a stark difference between your coming to the Lord, like before and after? In your life, can you see a difference since you were obviously older than I was? Yeah. Uh, the maturity part's slow for me. <laughs> it has been for us. But uh, it's it's really, it's honestly just like like about awareness. I don't know how else to explain it. I think it. you get a, um, like the spirit definitely has a there's conviction Right, because you, when you, you know right from wrong better now, you're almost having a an internal conversation with God like every day, yeah, like almost all day if you're if you're committed to Him because and and I still make decisions and sometimes just disregard what you know the right thing to do is, but I'm not perfect, so. Mm-hmm. And it's an easy cop-out excuse, too, if you want to, I don't know, let let some things slide. But I think the good part is that we do feel convicted. Right. Because we do have the Holy Spirit within us. Yeah. And if we didn't have that, obviously, I don't think we'd be true Christians. So, <clears throat> jump topic here a little bit and talk about how Austin and I interpret, interpret failure. And when we, quote-unquote, fail, um, I guess brutally honestly how we respond to that i hate the, to fail. T- the times that we do fail you know i'll let you talk for a little bit no i hate i hate to fail and i think that that shows before the event even happens because <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not somewhere you want to improve anymore? oh absolutely right. i think that's going to be an ongoing battle um you know kind of that perfectionist mentality um it's obviously i've gotten a lot better at it i know that i don't need to get things right the first time especially right. when it's how else are you going to try new things how often are you going to succeed at something new the very first time yeah you know it's just very rare 
Um, and obviously, you know, you've heard quotes wherever, like, you know, failure is the best teacher, you name right. it, something like that. But it really is because you learn so <laughs> much about yourself and the situation at hand if you do try right. and you do fail. I think I struggle with, with being being consistent, like consistently failing. I don't think I've failed enough. And that, that's yeah. where I the maturity level is low because my wife is actually more fearless than I am as far as <laughs> um, failing to and trying new things and not not being afraid to fail and and really going and accomplishing things no matter how long it takes. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't have like that patient thing is the hardest thing. We yeah. we always talk about it. It's the hardest thing for you and I so far in our mid 20s yeah. but i think i don't know is there some scientific fact by the time you turn 25 your brain is somewhat close <laughs> to developing hopefully i don't even know if we've we still have a couple more years i don't think you ever peak but <laughs> i feel like if you ever stop learning you're you're dead right yeah i feel like you should how would you st- die how would you die yeah. Not me, yeah. big fiery death okay no I just feel Let's like be... you're never going to stop learning in life. And if you do, that means you're probably dead because you're going to learn something new every day until the day you die. Hopefully. Unless you're a hermit. <laughs> and agoraphobic or whatever that is. If you don't want to go outside, you're afraid of the sun. So how do you interpret interpret How do you interpret failure? How do I interpret failure? Yeah, what's your definition? Like the definition of failure? Yeah. I Give would it to say, me. okay. The opportunity opportunity to learn and get better. Okay. I think plain and short. Sounds like a freshman basketball coach, what he told me. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Wilson? Yeah, Coach Wilson. Great times. Never forget that guy. Um, That's what I think. You, you know what? I, uh, this... The I feel like there's a weird reason that has something to do with our faith as to why we started this podcast and really to like improve ourselves. As I'm talking right now, I'm thinking about what the heck is somebody else going to think when I open my mouth because <laughs> the tones don't work. Well, often when we hang out, we don't know why we're allowed in public. But because of the things that come out of our mouth. Right. But some people don't get it. Most people don't get it. But hear me out. I no, I forgot to answer the how I interpret failure question. But I'll get back to that. Uh, like why why do we care so much about what other what people, people think? think? Well, I don't. I just don't know where that came from. Is that me being a last child, <laughs> always wanting to be like my older well, brother? Speak for yourself, because I'm probably not the same. Is is it a competition thing? Um, I, I don't know. I think you just I, answered it. I, I'm trying. Oh, no. By you saying it. <laughs> okay. By you asking those questions, you just answered it. Right. My the last the last sibling competition, and that's why we need each other. <laughs> I'm your mirror. I'm hoping you point the stuff out. Two straight, white, conservative Christian men. Exactly. Or the minority. <clears throat> so I'm going to answer this question here, um, how I interpret failure. Well, <clears throat> let me tell you, when I do fail, 
you know, something I want to change. Probably about six times out of ten, I'll just shut down. <laughs> um, How do you shut down? Usually burying, like digging a hole. <laughs> Sticking your head in the sand? I have literally stuck my head in a dirt <laughs> hole before. Austin can attest to <laughs> that. Know. Rebuilding his fence, he stuck his head in the ground. <laughs> Those are good times. Yeah. Um, but uh, failure, right? So, yeah, usually I'll, I'll, I'll shut down. But... They say get married, right? Because <laughs> your wife makes you a better person. Has she? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I, mean, I would say she has. Okay, and he he can attest to I that. I attest to that. I saw them before they met, while they were dating. The other Corey. After they. <laughs> <laughs> Who's them? No. Okay. I saw the both of you individually. Right. Before you were together, together. All right. And then as you were dating, in that short period that that was before you got engaged. All right. That's how you should how you should do it. Yeah. When you know, you know. Man, I feel... And then I saw you guys from the engagement leading up to the marriage that had to get pushed back further than you wanted to and seeing you guys wait showed a lot about your characters and how much you both hate patience. Right. But she's way more patient than you. Way more patient than me. Way more patient than you. Honey, Um, love you. (laughs) And then the wedding day and since. And yeah, she's made you a lot better. Yeah. Thank God, because I couldn't do it on my own. You know, they say the first year of marriage is the toughest. I just want to be able to look back on this on this year and and, and say the words W-O-W. What is that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It has been kind of a sheet show uh, with with these I don't think fires I... and the virus. But again, I, yes, those are events that are going on. Uh, Austin and I aren't big current event guys. We're more into what we think philosophy means <laughs> and the Christian faith and, and comedy and, and not being too serious. Um, as you can tell, um, it's time for me to stop talking in Austin to, um, what did you, what did you, what is, next? what's next? Well, don't ask what's next. Like we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, it's time for a quote. It's time for a quote so we can get some um, education out of this podcast instead of a bunch of jibber jabber. Um, I know my wife would appreciate that. Uh, I will read this quote off, and I'm gonna read it slow. And uh, yeah, this quote's by Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> it's not the years in your life that count; it's the life in your years. Now, this could mean a lot of different things. <clears throat> I did read a book um, recently called uh, Mindset that talked about a uh, fixed mindset, a growth mindset. Uh, I realized that I definitely kind of grew up with a fixed mindset, thinking that, you know, there's only a, a certain path for a certain type of person, and that's not the case. Um, but what does that quote mean to you? I mean... It's not the years in your life that counts, the life in your years. So does that mean when you get your It doesn't payment? matter how long you live. It doesn't matter how long you live. It matters about what you do each day. So spend, spend, spend? No, don't spend, spend, spend. Okay. Um, no, money is money's the root of all evil. Mm. Um, it does say money's good, though, in the Bible, too. Oh, it does. But you can't worship both money and God. So pick one or the other. You can't make money an idol. And we make everything idols. Your your cell phone, 
Um, but here's my argument. We have to work. We do have to work, but it shouldn't be to pursue a life of luxury necessarily. It should be to um, have provision and provide, um, you know, yeah, okay, go on a vacation. All that stuff is great. All right. But we were born to work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just <laughs> since the fall of the garden. All right. You know, we live in a sinful world. And so as a consequence, women get to give birth and we get to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what we get to, I don't know, we get to live with. But it's not about how long you live. It's about what you do with, with each day and waking up with that mindset that you're going to attack each day head on. Every day is different, but you have to have daily discipline to get up out of bed, you know, put the running shoes on, whatever you want to do. Hmm. Um, stay disciplined. Be consistent. Yeah, I don't, I, I, that's what I need to work on is consistency and, and, and like even with this, like, here I go back. Here's that negative mindset coming back in, the fixed mindset. This podcast is going nowhere. <clears throat> we don't know that. We don't. I guess we don't know that for sure. And and uh, I'm right now. I'm all in my head thinking about what and why, but it's happening. It's a good time for us to connect more than anything. But yeah, that, that's the main reason is to come together. Connect. Nobody listens ever. Great. Good. Cool. If we just get to hang out and chat, good. And, and watch these back. Yeah. Their memories. Good. Right. Um, and my camera died. Perfect. So. Good. Thank you, guys. So, I, that's what I, I mean, that's one thing I want to say. In addition to the failure of being disciplined, the quote, what you do with every day. Right. When things don't go your way. Mm-hmm. How do you respond? Are you going to shut down? Or are we going to learn from it? Are we going to grow? Because we still have oxygen left in our lungs. We're not dead. All right. So it's all about how you respond. Love it. Okay. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in to Unhinged. We want to thank uh, Nellie Brown, our um, first listener. Subscriber. And uh, hopefully we can get the rest of the Brown family on um, listening and, and we'll have some more guests on eventually. It. Send it to a couple of friends. Sure. Shout out to Aaron Bookley. Uh, Clark, Clark, hey, Clark shout, has shout out to Clark. Um, I just kind of, kind of, Austin has introduced me to him, but what, what a, what a cool story with him and, and him going after his dreams and not giving yeah. two craps about what anybody thinks. That's what you got to do. Going yeah. back to what we, the whole, I think I've not cared about what people think. Clark does not do that at all. It's one of the reasons I look up to my older brother and, and, uh, he, he just goes for it. He doesn't, he doesn't think about when he was younger and that's, didn't really think about the consequences, <laughs> yeah. but he doesn't overthink like I do. And that's mm-hmm. something I, I envy, but it's, we're all trying to grow over here. Yep. So big shout out to my boy, Clark. Keep doing your thing. He moved uh, to Tennessee, right? He's in Nashville, yeah. Nashville, Tennessee, in Nashville. He's pursuing that music career. That's awesome. So hopefully we can get him. Oh, we'll the, get, on, we'll get him on here on the podcast yeah. uh, at some point, but, Thank you guys again, and uh, we'll see you next one on the next one. Bye.